man, this is ASAP Ferg, and that's what's hot on the streets right now. On Hot 97, ASAP. Hot 97, WQHT, New York. Last month, Kendrick Lamar's control verse went at everybody's throat. Some folks like Jay-Z and 50 Cent loved the energy, but other rappers took it personal, responding with diss songs. Drake told our very own Angie Martinez that Kendrick just can't say that and then act like everything's cool. Well, in Kendrick and TDE's new BET cipher, he says this. Yeah, and nothing been the same since they dropped control and tucked the sense of the rapper back in his pajama clothes. Ha ha, jokes on you, high five. I'm bulletproof, your shits have never been a trick. Do you think that he's responding to Drake's response? Watch it for yourself on the Misinfo blog. It's your Hot 97 News Update with Misinfo on Hot 97. Yeah, Yo, you already know what it is, man. This is B.I.G. Sean. And this is The Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people. Only on Hot 97.
WHT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. We're talking about the road rage incident on the Henry Hudson Parkway, what we call the West Side Highway, here in New York City. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. Tweet us right now, at street underscore soldiers. I'm going to open up the phone lines because I know people have a lot to say about this. 1-800-223-9797. That's one 800 223 97 97 now this incident took place just about like four or five hours after we finished the show last sunday and i want to bring you up to date i know most of you have probably seen the youtube video of this incident where a range rover ran over a biker and then was chased by a group of bikers up into washington heights but i want to tell you where we're at right now and what we know the biker who slowed down initially that you see on that video christopher cruz he was arrested on some misdemeanor charges Uh, the range rover driver alexian leon he has hired a lawyer nobody has heard from him yet and from what we know he hasn't actually talked with police um, from what we've been able to determine his wife however released a statement earlier this week saying that while they have sympathy for the biker that they ran over that with their two-year-old daughter in their car they feared for their life when they were surrounded there on the West Side Highway. Now, in terms of the man they ran over, Edwin Mises, he remains in a hospital with what his family says are very, very serious injuries um, that sound like a fractured spine. He's probably paralyzed in both of his legs, has very severe internal Injuries. Now, it also came out that he hasn't had a valid driver's license since 1999, that he's on a registry in the state of Massachusetts where he lives for habitual traffic offenders and is not even eligible to have a driver's license until 2015. So he's had a lot of problems with the road. That doesn't mean what happened to him was right, but it's just another complexity in this very complicated and very uh, tragic incident all the way around. Now, the uh, there have been several arrests of people, of some of the bike as one that you saw opening the door. You saw him interviewed on Fox 5 News earlier this week. The other, uh, Another biker who smashed his helmet against the window, he told me on Fox 5 News that he smashed the window but claims he did not participate in the beating of Alexi and Leon. Now, the police also picked up, they raided the home of the ma- main person with the go cam on his helmet to see if there was any video, because the video stops right as they're uh, bashing the window on 178th Street. So a lot of questions. And then also reports, too, now confirmed there were at least a few NYPD officers among that group. There was reportedly one undercover narcotics officer who was there while the actual beating was taking place. There are rumors that I haven't been able to confirm yet that there are some corrections officers there. If any of you are listening and want to talk anonymously to us, please give us a call right now at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Also during the week, many elected officials have been speaking out about this, and they said that whole day last Sunday, which was a day of a lot of bikers coming into the city and going around the city, there were a lot of incidents and or near misses in many communities, all the way from Brooklyn up to the Bronx, up to Washington Heights and Inwood, and uh, State Senator Adriano Espaillat held a press conference this week calling for state laws that would require bikers in large groups to get permits um, for any races or for any, you know, any group rides that they have that are going around. Now, we want to say also that, you know, we're trying to present all sides of this as fairly as possible. We're taking your phone calls at 1-800-223-9797. Tweet us at Lisa Evers at street underscore soldiers. And apparently one thing that everybody agrees on whether they're law enforcement or whether they're uh, from the biking community, is that the this group that was on the West Side Highway, many of them did not even know each other. They came from different places. Um, they came from different groups, and they were all there together. So we're asking you, what do you think <coughs> about this incident? Who do you think is responsible for it? Who do you think should be blamed? Give us a call at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Joining us in studio right now is Xavier Donaldson. He's a criminal defense attorney, former prosecutor with the Bronx District Attorney's Office. Xavier, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Also with us is John Cartier. He's the president 
and uh, founder of American Brotherhood Motorcycle Club. It's a diverse motorcycle club that is law, law-abiding citizens, and they do a lot of good work in the community. John, thank you very much for being with thank us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Naughty. He's from the biker, Bikers Rights Group called Abate. Naughty, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. And I think we also have on the line um, Bronx Borough President Ruben Diaz Jr. Ruben, you there? I am. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Thank you very much for being with us. And we also have on the line with us uh, Fox News legal analyst Arthur Idala. Arthur, you there? Lisa, waking up with you on a Sunday morning. I can't imagine anything better in the whole wide world. Arthur, well, thank Arthur, you very much, Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> I wish I had all that espresso that you just had at Starbucks. <laughs> Arthur, let me start with you on this. When you look at the whole case overall, what strikes you about that video? Because people are feeling like they kind of have to take sides, but this seems very very complicated to me. Yeah, and, and I don't think, look, I'm going to analyze it as, a, as an attorney. I'm going to analyze it as the Manhattan District Attorney, uh, Cy Vance. There are many cases out there, Lisa, where two sides are culpable. In other words, uh, police officers come up, to, <clears throat> come up to a scene, they get called to 911, and you know, the, both sides are, are, are culpable, meaning maybe somebody started it, and they're guilty for what they started, but then somebody overreacted in, in their attempts to finish it, and they're guilty of that, that overreaction. What I see here, Lisa, when you really look at that videotape closely, and, and I know this is not a the majority opinion, but in my opinion, I think the driver initially overreacted when he put the pedal to the metal in the truck. I mean, he's driving one of a hundred thousand dollar, five thousand pound vehicle, which can literally climb mountains. When you have all of these human beings as vulnerable as anyone could be sitting on a motorcycle, and you, you know, you gun it. You better have good reason to be able to intentionally strike someone at a rate of speed that you know is going to cause injury and possibly death. And what I didn't see in that video is I didn't see at the time he did that anybody either getting off their motorcycle at that point, approaching the car. I didn't see anybody brandishing a weapon. Yes, I could understand it was intimidating to be surrounded by all of those people, but no one had done anything yet. And you know what, what's going on out there, Lisa, right now is when I have this conversation, the networks are showing the clip of the guy breaking the helmet of the car window, of the driver's side window, and people are incorrectly assuming that that's what happened first, and then the driver ran over the man on the motorcycle, oh, which point. you and I know is not, is not true. So I think the driver and his actions need to be looked at very closely by law enforcement. I think it's a close call about whether he overreacted or not. And then clearly the people who got, who pulled him out of the car and beat the heck out of him, they're clearly guilty because pulling him out of the car and holding him for the police to come is one thing. Pulling him out of the car and beating him up, that's illegal. Xavier Donaldson, attorney, you're shaking your head here uh, agreeing with what Arthur is saying? I'm absolutely agreeing with what Arthur said, um, and I'll go a step further. I don't think it's even close whether or not the uh, driver of the SUV should be arrested. He should be arrested immediately. I uh, said it last week when I first saw the tape for the first day. I put on my Facebook post, this: it would be a travesty of justice if this man is not arrested because, you know, when you separate the emotional aspect from the legal aspect or from the factual aspect, it is abundantly clear to me that this man should be arrested. Now, I'm not saying that the uh, the motorcyclist who knocked the window out and did those things should not be arrested as well. Fine, arrest him. But the driver of the vehicle in no way, shape, or form acted reasonably when he gunned his $100,000 vehicle on top of and looked like he was climbing a mountain over human beings. And I tell people, I tell people all the time, if you look at the video and look at seconds 43 to 53, just pay close attention to those seconds. You will plainly see that most of the motorcyclists are, after that bump, they are walking back to the to their bikes or are getting back on their bikes leaving the SUV. At that point, as Arthur said, there was nothing there. There was no there was no indication that there was any violence going on. There was nobody jumping on top of his car. There were no guns being shown. There were no body throwing rocks or bottles at his car. There was no one running towards his car. There was nothing happening at the time that this man 
gunned, and I'm using the word gun, gunned his weapon towards the Range these. Rover over over the people. No, Naughty, when you saw the, you weren't there, right? Or, were, or no. were you there? No, I wasn't there. You weren't there. And you represent a biker's rights group. You know a lot of the people that were involved and you know people that are, you know, in, you've been involved with the biking community for a long, long time. What's your overall take on this whole situation? Do you agree with what Arthur said where they're showing the, the beating of the driver first and then him running over with the Range Rover or... Absolutely. Um, I think people have a misconception of bikers overall. So when you have an incident like that, they would naturally assume that the biker was wrong. People say, oh, they always flying by us. They they reckless on the road. They reckless on the street. But if you was to really be realistic, everybody in the vehicle don't drive the speed limit. And am I to say that people that drive in a vehicle that go 60 miles an hour in the 30 um, mile an hour zone is reckless are they acting in a mobbing fashion or, or whatever the case is yes bikes it was a legal parade but we cannot exempt the fact that that man rode over people for no reason at all and that's what we have to focus on but this story also kind of touched a nerve with people because it's happened to me it's happened to a lot of people you're driving on one of the main highways and you get surrounded it can and it, it, it can be frightening you know you, you have people come bikers come up behind you they come up on both sides of you and then they kind of dovetail right in front of you so you're surrounded on all four sides of your car and then i can understand where somebody if you don't know what to do i just kept the same speed limit and slow down a teeny bit but you know if you if you panic and stop or hit the brakes or whatever that can be dangerous there's been an explosion of the number of bikes on the streets of of riding of, of riding as a hobby lately and john cartier what do you think about this i mean the way because there's i thought there were some rules you know you're supposed to ride two by two people well, not well, white lining uh, there's there is a, a lot of uh laws in place already um you know, with riding, uh, most of the guys that ride in clubs, we ride in a strict formation. Um, uh, on the highway, we do a staggered formation. And even when we ride in a, in a strict formation, you're going to have cars that impatient, don't really care that you're in a formation. We've ridden in funeral processions where we've had cars that... You know, I mean, you're you're burying a loved one, and now this car he needs to get to wherever it is he got to go, and he really doesn't care that you're in a funeral procession. He, he's he's got his thing going on, and he's gonna cut into your procession regardless. You know, one of the things that I tell my guys in my club is, if a car gets in there, you know what, break ranks. The next available safe moment, get back into formation. Uh, we try to uh, ride in a in a uh, orderly fashion. Not everybody does that, and I I, I do want to also point out that uh, on the anniversary of nine eleven, you had a million over a million four hundred thousand motorcycles go to Washington D.C., where their permit was denied to congregate in the Capitol, and there was no incidents. Over a million four hundred motorcycles went wow. there to remember the fallen for nine eleven. You know, uh, a lot of our motorcycle uh, enthusiasts are skilled uh, riders. Uh, we we know uh, the the limitations of our our, our, our motorcycles, but when you um, put a motorcycle up against an SUV, there's uh, no there's, there's no there's, there's no match no, for that. Uh, obviously, defense Lisa, for it. Yeah, yeah, jump moment. in, jump in, Arthur. Um, so here's the thing, sir. <clears throat> with, with all due respect to what you said, and and, um, I, and I agree with you know everything you said by regarding like the, there are plenty of motorcycles out there who are safe, very, very, very safe, and mo and people drive automobiles who are not. By I think believe all accounts admissions were made that at that time what was going on was those motorcycles were not trying to stop the SUV. Um, because they were mad at them. They were trying to stop all traffic on the Henry Hudson Parkway to, you know, take over the road for a short period of time. I don't know. And do some do stunts. Some stunts or things like that, which, you know, there's no arguing that that's not what's supposed to happen. At 1.30 in the afternoon. Lisa, this yeah. is Ruben. If I Ru okay, Ruben Diaz, Bronxboro president. Yes, go ahead, yeah, Ruben. Well, Sunday was, uh, you know, clearly was a, was a bad, bad incident for everyone. Uh, and my thoughts and prayers go out to both the, the you know, the, the gentleman who, um, Edwin Meese, uh, who was uh, injured, uh, and also to the to the uh, the driver of the vehicle. I mean, I'm not here to pass judgment on anyone. 
Uh, we've seen this during this past week how the, uh, the facts are coming in, more and more facts. So this is a very fluid case. Um, as a father and a husband, uh, I don't know what happened that would lead, you know, that would have led the uh, the driver to just speed off. But I can, you know, I can understand when someone is in a place where they feel threatened and their families feel threatened. Uh, so we just have to wait for more uh, information to come out. What what I want to speak to is the bigger issue, one that I wrote the uh, the uh, commissioner on back in June. Uh, which is especially illegal vehicles, uh, and as it was just stated, where they where they are totally reckless in the streets. They continue to um, to uh, ride with total disregard uh, for traffic safety and traffic rules. Where they think that the highways are are for them, and and they pop wheelies and they do stunts and they're putting the public at risk. They're putting drivers at risk, and they are putting themselves at risk as well, as we saw back in August of 2012. Uh, when young Mr. Gonzalez was injured uh, after being pursued by police uh, in the Hunts Point section of the Bronx. And so for that reason, uh, and Sunday I personally witnessed about 100, 150 illegal <clears throat> dirt bikes. And these are dirt bikes that, you know, they belong on dirt roads, not on city streets, where they were pumping gas in a, in a gas station in the Soundly section of the Bronx. And for that reason, uh, I uh, put in a piece of legislation with Councilman Jimmy Vaca in the city of New York where we're saying if a, if a gas station allows for these bikers to pump gas in these illegal vehicles without them being mounted on a structure behind the car, that they should be fined $1,000 uh, per incident. All right, Ruben, thank you very much for calling in. We appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, this is Bronx Borough President Ruben Diaz Jr. He's talking about illegal vehicles and also these incidents. The incident that happened last Sunday was all, everybody was legal in terms of the license, except for drivers that might not have had proper licenses or whatever. What about the issue, I'm going to throw this out to whoever wants to answer it, of police officers and possibly correction officers being in this group while this man was beaten and nobody doing anything? Well... Well, let me say this first. Regarding that, we, we said last week, and, and I'm going to keep saying this, I want, us, I want us to stop using the word gang for these guys because it's, it's my guys and gals, for that, for that matter, because it was, it was our thoughts last week that, you know, there were persons that were a part of this bike group, this grouping of bikes that were professionals, from what I understand, teachers, maybe some firemen, police officers, correction officers. And we said last week that this thing was going to start leaking out that this was not some violent gang running around causing violence to other people. Now, this was all grown men, too, because most, gro- most of it was people in their 30s and early 40s. And I want to say that I'm not I'm not condoning the fact that they wanted to take over the West Side Highway for their own use and do whatever. I'm not saying that's right. It's not right. But I just it bothers me immensely that I know we keep getting back to this, that someone used a 5,000 pound weapon to run over people. Now, whether those police officers who were there had a responsibility to say something to their superiors or to stop what was going on or to intervene, I don't know. I believe they were in their their undercover capacity, and they probably thought they they would blow it if they did whatever. But my my reason for bringing it up, that they were undercover police officers or police officers, is the fact that I want to get the public to just stop assuming that because they're bikers, they're violent. That because they had on... Naughty, um, what about that? Of course. Um, and I want to get to the phone lines at 1-800-223-9797, Hot 97 Street Soldiers, talking about the road rage incident on the Henry Hudson Parkway. Go ahead, Naughty. Well, I, I said that before, um, and I, I made examples. Um, the doctor that you go to the, to see if when you're sick might be a biker. You know, the lawyer that defends you can be a biker. This, there's all levels of professions um, that ride bikes. Now, for the point of no biker probably helping the guy getting beat up, as a biker, we face road rage every day by vehicles. We get hit off our bikes. This happens every day. People get hurt. Some people don't make it. And people have a sense of... A biker's life is less important than a driver's life. And this incident here proves that. Because when people tell the story and they say the guy rode over bikes, no, he rode over humans. He hit more than one person. The story starts from before the tape begins. People have to remember that. This guy was behind the bikers near West 57th Street. 
behind the entire group? He was behind the entire group, and I guess they was. Is there a video that can support slow. that? Is there a video? I would love to see video that can support that. Well, you know, the uh, the reality of the matter is, the more video is shown, the more people will probably risk losing their jobs. So that's that's the unfortunate part. But you're saying so you're saying the Range Rover driver just drove into the he group. He was riding aggressively. That's why this is a this is a, a classic case of road rage. On the part of the Range Rover on, driver. On the part you're of saying the, of of the Range Rover driver. He had road rage and I stated before his mirror hit someone and that's what triggered everything. If let's just say they wouldn't have caught him. I'd me personally don't believe that that driver would have rode off to a, a precinct and said, listen, I hit someone, I feared my life, and they on the West Side Highway. You're I saying believe, that's why he didn't go and try to get help. Right. I, I believe he would have went home, him and his wife, and continued their day while the bikers would have been on the highway fighting for his life. Well, Lisa, that video clearly shows clearly shows that they were the biker who gets hit with the side view mirror was slowing down intentionally right in front of right at the bumper of the range rover and as you said earlier and i think lisa what you said is what the prevailing sentiment is in other words he didn't need to stop but he didn't need to floor it well, as you said, you think maybe I would slow down a little bit, but just keep going. And if you just if you, if that Range Rover just kept going at whatever he was going, thirty miles an hour, forty miles an hour, fifty miles an hour, whatever the appropriate speed is on the Henry Hudson Parkway, well then no biker is is suicidal and is going to just right in front of him and, and get run over. I think that's I mean, and but these are split second decisions that human beings have to make, and that I think that was the borough president's point. He's like, I'm a husband, I, you know, I'm a father. You don't know how you're going to react in that situation when you genuinely feel that your two-year-old child. But, well, I think that's, but, and but, I think but, I think that's a factor too. I think this would have played out very differently if it had just been a male driver in that Range Rover by himself. But I think everybody. I mean, I, when when I have small children in the car, in my car, when I have the kids in my car, I'm like, I drive a totally different way than I do if I'm completely by myself. And I can understand for a man, there's even more of a protective element there. Like, but, oh, I got my wife and my baby. Can I get it, Arthur? But you, you know, and, and, and if we if we're talking like lawyers, if, we, if we're speaking like lawyers and thinking analytically, we know that. You know, we still have to gauge everything by reasonableness, and that's all I'm saying. I'm saying that yes, there was a there was a split second decision, but the split second decision was wrong, or the or it wasn't even it wasn't even a split. Second or if decision. he drove into the group, if that if that is true that he drove into the that, group, I mean, it's like was, what John was saying, they're running into that group. was wrong. It was wrong to drive into that group, and he should be held accountable for. It. And more importantly, and most importantly, in my, in my opinion. When he rode, when the guy in the front of him supposedly cut him off, according to what everyone else was saying, that's how we're interpreting it now, and then slowed down, and somehow the, the, the truck couldn't help himself but hit him, that's a bunch of baloney. Because if that was the case, then every cab driver in this city should be arrested. Because when they cut in front of somebody to get a fare, and the cars behind them have to slow down, <laughs> then no one charges them for reckless driving and, 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 and locks them up. Oh, so man, this that, is, that happens every day. happens every single day. We all so know that to, So to... To arrest this bike, this this motorcycle guy for supposedly cutting in front of a guy and then slowing down and causing an accident by getting hit in the rear, every cab driver in New York City should be arrested tomorrow because it happens every single day. All right, I want to get back to this case. Arthur, can you stay with us a little bit longer? Absolutely. All right, we're going to, and we have a ton of phone calls at 1-800-223-9797. Danielle, Walla, Neil, Carlos, Frank, Q, David, everybody else on hold. Stay on hold, please. We're going to get to your calls right after the break and tweet us at, um, at street underscore soldiers, at Lisa Evers. And uh, let me let you know. You already know, but I'm going to tell you again. Hot 97 has your Kanye tickets. Also performing the one and only Kendrick Lamar. Your free tickets all weekend. Barclays Center, November 19th and 20th. Madison Square Garden, November 23rd and 24th. Tickets on sale now. Hot 97 Street Soldiers. We're talking about what everybody's talking about. That road rage incident on the West Side Highway. I'm Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. Yo, yo, what's going on? This is Drake. Hot 97 has your tickets to see me live. How we gonna do it? Got everything, I got everything. Drake, Miguel, and Future all taking over the Prudential Center in Jersey and the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, October 27th and 28th. Let's go! 
Mondays are no good. Mondays make you use your alarm clock again and sit in the cubicle. But Tuesdays, ho ho, Tuesdays are awesome. Why? Because that's when Wing Tuesdays happen at Buffalo Wild Wings. Every Tuesday, you can get specially priced wings, spun fresh in your choice of any of their over 20 sauces and seasonings. You want mild? They got mild. You want Asian zing? They got Asian zing. So when next Monday comes around, remind it how much better Tuesdays are. But I'm sure it already knows. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Hurry into Lowe's, where you'll find incredible savings throughout the store on everything you need to make fall fantastic. Like 10% off all major appliances, $3.99 and above. To save even more, use your Lowe's consumer credit card to get an additional 5% off every day. Or you can choose six months special financing on purchases of $2.99 and above. Lowe's, never stop improving. Appliance offer valid 925 through 1015. Credit offer cannot be combined. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Hey, Hot 97, Laura Styles here, and I'm sure by now you've heard about the two new grand openings of Burlington Coat Factory on Webster Avenue at Fordham Road in the Bronx and at East River Plaza on 117th Street in East Harlem. I'm telling you that you have to go check out Burlington Coat Factory's fall trends. They had these animal print tops and black and white dresses that are what everyone is wearing now, but at discounts up to 65% off department store prices. Whether it's the dresses, coats, and accessories, or the adorable clothes for kids, you will find something you love at a great price. I even found these great pillows and picture frames that are perfect for my home. So I don't know what your fall wardrobe looks like, but there is no question that Burlington Coat Factory and their two new locations in the Bronx and East Harlem is the perfect place to shop. Burlington Coat Factory, where style is everything. How would you like a brand new car? Would you like it even better with no payments till next year? At Sansone Auto Mall, make zero payments until 2014 on any vehicle on our lot. That's zero payments until 2014. Or take advantage of our $2,500 bonus check. Plus, financing is always guaranteed. Every vehicle, no payments until next year. Only at Sansone Auto Mall on Route 1 in Woodbridge or SansoneAuto.com. On any vehicle with approved credit, see dealer for complete details. Is breakfast really the most important meal of the day? At Buffalo Wild Wings, we think a case can be made for lunch. Think about it. Award-winning hand-spun wings in 16 signature sauces and five seasonings, buffalitos, wraps, burgers, and salads. Yeah, we're thinking that's a pretty good argument. Now throw in the fact that we've got over 50 big screens to watch all the sports you'll ever want. It's officially a no-brainer. So next time, make lunch your game-winning meal. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Geico presents a man who just saved on his motorcycle insurance. Name's Mark, and this here beastly hog is Princess. Easy, Princess. Slow your roll. So how does this chopper cowboy save on motorcycle insurance, you ask? Easy. I just strapped on my savings, chaps, called Geico, and bam. I'm saving so much, my princess, well, she gets treated like a queen. Geico Motorcycle. See how much you could save. Yeah, yeah, what up, what up, what up? This is Styles P, the Ghost, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Yeah, Ghost told you so. You know how we do. I'm Lisa Evers, your host for Hot 97 Street Soldiers. Tweet us at Lisa Evers, at street underscore soldiers. We're talking about the road rage incident on the West Side Highway, Henry Hudson Parkway. What do you think about that? Who's responsible? Who was the first one that did the wrong thing? Do you think it's right that the driver of the Range Rover still has not been charged, has a lawyer? And uh, we heard from his wife this week saying that they're very sorry they ran over Edwin Mises, but they were in fear for their lives. Do you buy that? 1-800-223-9797. Joining me in studio, Xavier Donaldson, former prosecutor, criminal defense attorney, John Cartier. He's the president of the American Brotherhood Motorcycle Club. It's a diverse group, and uh, they do a lot of good work in the community. Also with us is Naughty from the Bikers Rights Group, Abate. And also joining us from Abate is Dev. And Redbone, you guys, thank you very much for being with us. We appreciate it. And first, let me, let me get to some uh, some tweets over here. Andrew, okay. how are we doing? Um, we have uh, a tweet from Big Mike 1023. It says, the range rover flew past all the bikers, hit him with the mirror first, and he did not acknowledge any of the biker's safety. That guy is ignorant, and it's totally, totally his fault. You know, and then we have um, Alpha... Alpha Mix says that what would the bikers have done if they were in the range trying to get somewhere? P.S. How close can you, how close can you be to get, to get hit with a mirror? 
All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Walla from Brooklyn. Walla, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Walla. Yes. Good morning, Lisa. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. And my prayers go out to both sides in this incident. Um, I'm a member of a bike club, and the only thing that I that was really bothering me in regards to this incident is they keep labeling everybody who's on a bike as being in a gang, but you never hear anything about what bike clubs have done for the community. We're always participating in regards to drives for school supplies, in regards to Thanksgiving, helping helping out the community. But the media is not even mentioning any of that. So what, why do they look at it as, as gangs? And how can they turn around and say that they're not giving anything positive in regards to what we do? It's like we never did anything positive. Redbone, you're shaking your head about that. Well, I thank you very much for the call. What about Thanks. that? I was just saying downstairs while we were waiting to come in this morning, um, they are grouping us as gangs. First of all, we're not gangs. Uh, Dev had looked at the formal meaning of gang, and it was a, it's a organi- an organization. Um, this biker, this situation that happened Sunday was not organized. We start right there. It wasn't organized. And yes, a lot of clubs and, and independent bikers in the community do a lot of good for the community because if we don't do it, nobody else will do but it. But in this situation, some people, some people are looking at it as like a flash mob on wheels. That's what they're looking at at it like. And you're saying it's not organized. So doesn't that present more danger because you don't know what kind of rules, what kind of code the the other riders are abiding by? Uh, unfortunately, that is the truth. But every time people don't also look at it as, as from a biker perspective, every time you put our leg over our bike, our, our, we might not make it home that night. Simple, Something simple as the guy hitting um, the Range Rover hitting the bike with his mirror, that can kill someone. That little second can kill someone. Um, him hitting the back of the, the back wheel can take that man's life. Nobody's taking that in consideration. It's as if a car had hit a pedestrian, they're going to jail for reckless driving, hitting a pedestrian. Bikers don't have the same. All right. I, I got to throw in there something the fact that, you know, um, you, you, everybody's grouping the, the motorcyclists all in one group, and now we got legislation that's probably as we speak going into play. And you know, uh, I'm hearing uh, that they want to do ten or more motorcycles, and you got to have a to get permit. a permit. You know, I mean, the Constitution guarantees us the right to assemble. Um, so now we're going to step all over the Constitution. I mean, what happened was an unfortunate uh, situation, and there are people that are investigating this whole thing. But me as a, a motorcycle enthusiast and, and the president of a motorcycle club, you know, I don't think that I should have to ask permission to go on a, and a, on a run that's going to benefit uh, Mother Hale House for Pampers or children's school supplies or a turkey drive. I mean, we're already giving... The motorcycle community gives a lot into our local communities because we are part of the community. We are the community. So we're giving out of our own personal pockets to give back to the people, our neighbors, people that are less fortunate. And you don't hear about that. So now they're going to keep playing the same old, you know, violent incident and it's going to portray us all but you know, as Lisa, violent you people. Know, it's, the, it's the stupid acts of just a few bad apples that ruin the whole bushel for everybody else. So it's jerks who act up at a, at a baseball game, and they for, therefore they ban you know alcohol in certain sections or after a certain time, where, where most ninety nine percent of the people are responsible. It only takes one or two morons. And, and that messes it up for everybody all across. I'm not even talking about motorcycles. No, I'm of about course. Every aspect of our life. And, and what's the bad behavior? But Arthur, I want to. I want to ask you about. I want to ask you about something. You mentioned that is this is this an example also of media racial profiling by them showing the video of the beating first and then the Range Rover running over the biker. Well, for people who aren't quote unquote news junkies like Melissa, maybe you and I are. Uh, and people were just taking a quick glimpse at what's going on, right? They're just opening up the New York Post very quickly, or they're only watching little bits of of the news, you know, while they're making dinner or, or while they're distracted by something else. The image that's out there by the, um, I think, the major ne- networks in, in New York City is first the helmet was used to break the driver's side window, and then the Range Rover ran over the individuals. Now, let's let's be honest here. The Range Rover is a hundred thousand dollar car, so that's that's going to be owned by the elitist person. And a motorcycle can be, you know, you get one for five hundred bucks if you if you're smart enough to know where to go find one. 
So, I mean, yes, there's an image out there of, like, the big guy, the little guy, but the little guy, you know, David broke Goliath's window first, and then Goliath ran over him, which is just not true. And I don't, you know, I don't know how effectively that's being reported out there, but it sells papers. Well, well, I'm reporting reporting it accurately. You need to follow me. You need to follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, and then you get get the little tweets when uh, I'm going to have the stories on Fox 5 News at 5, 6, and 10, so you'll know what's, what's really going on. Xavier, is there any scenario under which that driver of that Range Rover would be justified in leaving the scene of such a serious accident, in your opinion? Well, well, you see, you got some qualifying words in there. You said leaving the scene of a serious accident. So I would imagine the scene that he thought he was leaving when he ran over all those people was when he bumped that initial guy, and I believe that initial guy fell, so that was the accident. And when you believe or when you did cause or believe to have caused injury to a person, you have to stop, give your information, and stay there. Now, clearly, he bumped an, a, a motorcycle, so he should have stopped and stayed there. Now, I'm thinking that his wife, who wrote this statement, is saying, and I'm thinking that this statement came from an attorney, that, you know, they believe they had fear for their life and fear for imminent death and things like that because they stopped their vehicle and... Uh, some motorcycle guys were around. She claimed they were surrounded, well, but as Arthur pointed out, they you, on the video you see that they're already on their bikes, why, ready to move away. That's what. That's, when that's, the when the Range Rover starts that's moving. That's why I said before, and I kept saying, look at minute. I mean, second forty three to fifty three. It is abundantly clear that when the Range Rover drove off, these cyclists were getting on their bikes and leaving. As a matter of fact, one cyclist, you can see him, he took off his helmet. He was walking back towards the Range Rover. He put his helmet back on and started going back the other direction. Right. And so, like they that, like it's squashed like it and let's over. get out of here. Everyone's so shaking their that, head, yes. So at that point, there, was, there is no reasonable interpretation that there was danger in existence there, except for the fact that some person said, oh, my God, I think I see motorcyclists. And that is not enough for them to run over anybody in in my opinion, attempt to kill people. This All is right. not enough. 1-800-223-9797. i got to get to these phone lines before we have a phone system meltdown with all the calls here. Let's go to Danielle from East Orange. Danielle, hi. You're on Hot 97. Hi. How are you? All right. How are you? Um, I'm fine. Thank you. I just want to bring up the point that nobody has said that this man who feared for his life, the driver of the SUV, if he was so intimidated and felt so bullied on the road, was nine one one or the police ever dialed? Oh yeah, I'm wife? so I'm so glad you raised that question because I want to ask all of our guests that the wife called. Apparently, made two nine one one calls. There were apparently over two hundred calls. Oh, later, over two hundred telephone no, calls. No, see, you don't. See, but you're not buying that. No, because see, again, like Arthur said, like we have been saying for a while, the press puts things out in a way to sway public opinion. I get it. It sells papers. I understand. Great capitalism. But what 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 we do know also is that you know the 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 phone calls that have been leaked so far were by this wife were. Later on, after on 178th Street, after she ran over the after they ran over the people, these phone calls, from what I understand, came afterwards. I want to hear all the 911 calls. From what I understand, there were 911 calls made by motorcyclists. There were 911 calls, from what I understand, made at the time that the that the, the NYPD says stopped. over 200. There were, uh, and I want to hear these 911 calls, not just hers when she that was made after they're going down the street, after they almost kill someone, after they're going down West Side Highway. Let me hear the ones before that, because I, I think what's going to wind up happening is, as we said before, you know, this wasn't a gang. You're going to start hearing about people that were there. They were professionals and et cetera. You're going to hear about phone calls being made by now by motorcyclists saying that, you know, some SUV person just hit somebody. I think it's all going to come out later on, but we'll wait for it. All right. Is, any, is anybody surprised that there were no police around anywhere near there from 125th all the way up to 178th on it's a Sunday amazing. afternoon? It's amazing. You, you got the... <laughs> I mean, is anyone shocked? I, I'm very shocked that there's no cops there. I mean, in Brooklyn, they're on every two corners. So how did this gang of bikes get together and cause this havoc through the city? All right, let's go to Chris, let's go to Chris from Staten Island. Well, apparently the NYPD said they had a hands-off policy of pursuing bikers because of these uh, high-speed chases might be too dangerous, and that there was kind of a hands-off policy. Apparently, that's what the word was. But let's go to Chris from Staten Island. Chris, hi, you're on Hot 97 Street Soldiers. Go right ahead. Hey, Chris. Hello. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Go right ahead. 
the riders, the bike ride, motorcycle riders, say they. Some of them told me they then went to the Range Rover and they're like, every there's no damage, nobody's hurt at this point, everything is squashed. That's why in the video you see the riders now back on their bicycles, ready to ride away. So the Range Rover goes to take off from what we've been able to put, what I've been able to put together. We've been able to put together. The Range Rover now takes off and veers off to the right. It knocks knocks Edwin Meese's off his motorcycle runs over him and runs over the bike. That's why in that, that chilling video, you see the Range Rover going over two big bumps. One, it's, it's sick to say it. One is him, and the other one is his, is, is his, bike, is, is his bicycle. Naughty? Well, Lisa, um, one thing that everybody's starting to mix up is using the word surrounding. Traffic stop. There was bikes on the road. There was a large amount of bikes. An accident happened. It stopped traffic. You didn't get surrounded. Traffic piled up. Right. All those people in the back didn't even know what happened. Everybody assumed that there was an accident. Maybe somebody could have fell. That's how we definitely know for a fact also that his life wasn't in danger and he couldn't have felt threatened. Nobody even knew what happened. The people weren't off the bike, the which is what, what right Arthur side. and Xavier were, were, were both saying. Arthur, let me, uh, Arthur Idol, Fox News legal analyst, criminal defense attorney. Where do you think we're going to see this case going? Because now oh, it's I'm like. I'm so glad you asked me because I, I didn't want to chime in with it. I feel so bad, and, and, and don't take this the wrong way, Gloria Allred, but to throw her into the middle of this, and anyone who doesn't know her, she's a lawyer who just goes and cherry picks the, the most high profile case of the moment, and usually winds up getting her butt kicked, the way I'm going to say because it's Sunday morning at 10 a.m., the way I kicked her butt when she grabs onto Lawrence Taylor, the football player's case, and try to represent uh, the young woman there who wound up... That young woman, Lisa, had her anonymity intact. Nobody knew who she was. Lawrence Taylor had taken a criminal plea and she was disappearing and all of a sudden Gloria Allred made this girl cry on her shoulder exactly the same way that she just did the other night with the woman of the, of the motor guy in the motorcycle uh, who's laying in the hospital who everyone's heart is breaking for. I wish she would have gotten a real high-end personal injury lawyer rather than Gloria who's just going to grab all the headlines. So what you're going to see is a, a lawsuit that doesn't just seek to get money but seeks to get as much publicity as possible now maybe that's what this the client wants but i'm sure the client wants a big fat check that he's entitled to because he's going to be in bad shape for the rest of his life yeah, and no yes. matter how well he recovers let's face it the that's a lot of... of the car he got bumps and bruises and no one's saying it was right that he got beat up but i my understanding is he's fine i mean he got like in a, a, a street fight which yeah. was wrong but physically he's going to recover the, the, I believe his name is Mr. Meese. He's 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 ru- ruined for life, and he needs millions and millions of dollars, which he will get, in my opinion, from the insurance company of the guy who owns the Range Rover. It'll be a fight. Um, and Marianne Wong, who's the attorney who works with with Gloria Allred, is a fine attorney. So if she's the one who's running the ship, then they're going to get, get the guy's gonna, get he's going to get a lot of money. He's going to get okay. Thank you very much, Arthur Idala, Fox News legal analyst, criminal defense attorney, Xavier Donaldson. What does it do to the case? You've been on both sides of this as a prosecutor and now as a criminal defense attorney. That if it is true that there were NYPD officers and correction officers and other law enforcement involved in this and witnessed it. What does that do to the investigation? Does that mean we will be able to find the truth, or does it mean that, you know, this could this could quickly and quietly go away? I mean, it, it means that you would hope that you can find the truth, but <clears throat> I mean, you you have to understand that police officers, the ones that were there as witnesses, are you know the people too. They have their career to look up to um, to think about, so they they may not be as willing to um, you know, go against the commissioner about what he thinks should be happening. So it may very well be that. You know, the police officer, may t- the, the commissioner, whoever may say, you know what, this is what happened. This is what happened. So I don't know that um, it will be any different. I can say that, you know, from both sides of the case, if I was a, as a defense attorney, I could defend all of all the people involved. But if I was the prosecutor, I can definitely prosecute the person who knocked the window out. I can definitely prosecute the driver of that SUV. I would not be prosecuting the guy who got hit, got bumped from behind and charged him with reckless endangerment. But everyone else, I can see there being a good prosecution, and I can also see uh, good defenses. But I, I, I say this as, a, as an objective defense attorney, that the facts that I see and that I've heard regarding 
uh, the driver, there is clear probable cause for him to be arrested. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Now, whether he can, he and his wife can formulate a good defense, I can recommend some good defense attorneys for them. But um, there's no doubt in my mind that there's clearly probable cause for them to be arrested. Okay, real quick, because we're just about out of time. John Cartier, quickly, what advice do you have for drivers, the car drivers, when they see a motorcycle club on the streets? Well, you know, people in city council right now, they're not doing anything for us motorcycle riders. There's more parking for uh, bicycles that they're everywhere. <laughs> you try to find a motorcycle parking spot Which, anywhere you, You're in hitting the city. a sore point because they totally we're, we're, shut down Manhattan today for friendly, their bike race. We use less gas, less fuel. Really? You know? And, totally. Uh, you know, motorcycles, uh, people in cars have to realize that motorcycles have the right of way when they're in their lane. They have the right of way. They have you got to treat it like a car. You got to treat it like a car. I mean, uh, the, the, the city and the state get enough money from us from our, our registration. Registration for motorcycles went from $12.50 to $42.50 in one year. You know, so we're paying into the pot. We, we, we need everybody to understand that be patient. Sometimes motorcycles are air-cooled. Uh, um, motors. We don't have radiators. So if we're pulling over it's and you're sitting in traffic, it's because these bikes are overheating. We don't have the the, the high technology that a lot of these, you know, uh, $100,000 vehicles have, you know. So, you know, everybody needs to be a little patient out there. All right. Naughty, final word real quick. What what would you like people to uh, to take away from this? Um, just like all the bikers said, no, a bit of New York, the Brooklyn Lions chapter, we won't sit idle. We want charges brought against the driver if charges is not brought against that driver then they will fill the wrath in the presence of us bikers meaning meaning that we will not we will not sit idle we will protest we will protest we will rally we will seek every option there is to bring justice all right and if people want to get in touch with abate or find out more about what you guys are doing on behalf of bikers rights dev what should they do Don't call me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I guess they would have to call me. They could call me at any time, uh, 917-541-8011. I just want to say that um, I want to let the people know that there is a misconception about bikers already. I think people have said that, yeah. And I think that the fact that there is a misconception about bikers led us to, to have people be on the side of the, Take sides. the, the, the driver. Right. We're not all like... You think we were back in the day when we used to come to the town and take over, knock everything out and leave. We live here. You know, we are part of the community. We're doing great things for the community and we do not need to be um, felt like our lives are in danger right now because we are bikers. No, I I appreciate that. And I want to thank all of you. I wish we had more time to continue this discussion. I want to thank all of our guests, criminal defense attorney Xavier Donaldson, criminal defense attorney and Fox News legal analyst Arthur Idala, John Cartier from the American Brotherhood, Naughty Dev and Redbone from Abate, the Bikers Rights Group. I want to thank all of you for being with us. We heard from Bronxboro President Ruben Diaz Jr. earlier in the show. And also want to let you know next weekend um, there will be no street soldiers. It's all mixed columbus day weekend we'll be back the following sunday we are looking to do a show on the problems that our vets are facing when they come back from active duty there's some very serious problems many people in our community not getting the help they need with jobs with mental health just dealing with going from a war environment coming back to a civilian environment if you are a vet and you have recently come home, we would like to talk with you. Hit me up at lisa at hot97.com. That's lisa at hot97.com. We're going to have a 26-year-old Purple Heart winner who did a whole bunch of tours in Afghanistan on the show. He and his partner, they did a bike ride. Actually, they're bikers, Project 22, all around the country to raise awareness for the vets. So we're going to be talking with them. And if you're a vet, we'd love to hear from you. If you are the loved one of a vet, the wife, the girlfriend, the mother, family member, child and uh you know you, you've noticed the differences and the the issues that they're dealing with and how you're supporting them we'd love to hear from you too so hit me up lisa at hot97.com and please follow me on twitter at lisa evers we've been getting it right we've been getting the real story we've been giving a fair uh voice to everybody that's involved in this story so follow me on twitter and you'll know when i'm on fox 5 news and also you can see the videos on lisaevers.com so i want to thank my whole crew here at hot 97 our executive producer tone capone associate producer angelique tyree production supervisor andrew Varis, our intern kirsty placencia our board op the one and only tj 
And uh, also our sponsor, this episode of Street Soldiers, how appropriate, was sponsored by Advance Auto Parts. This fall, Advance Auto Parts is bringing unbeatable service near you with 23 new stores. Visit Advance Auto Parts' new store at 182 South Main Street in New City. That's in Rockland County. So we thank Advance Auto Parts for sponsoring Street Soldiers. And uh, remember, everybody, have a great week. Use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace. Total pre-owned sales. Expires end of the month. Do you have $99? Yeah. Then you have a new 2013 Camry LE. 